Welcome to the ASA Collision Division Report, the bi-monthly podcast that brings you up to speed on how the Collision Operations Committee is working on behalf of our collision member shops. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association and features Mike Lavasser, ASA Collision Division Director and Director of Business Development at Caliber Collision. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and this special podcast is just one of the many member benefits the Automotive Service Association provides to keep you on top of the latest information you need to know to help drive your success. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and I'm talking today with Mike Lavasser, Director of Business Development for Caliber Collision and the ASA Collision Division Director. This will be the first of our new podcasts, bringing you up to speed on what the Collision Operations Committee has been doing to work for you lately. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Glad to be part of the podcast. That's great. And again, this will be the first of what we hope will be a long series of COC reports for our members moving forward. And I'd like to begin today talking about a couple of things that I know we have been discussing on the monthly calls. I know the collision industry is very concerned about a number of efforts currently undergoing review in Congress. And with our focus on liability, things like data access actually take on a very different meaning than you might think from some of our mechanical brethren. Can you talk a little bit about that? How is data access important to collision repair? Yes, the information that we receive from the the OEs and the vendors in order to repair the cars correctly is, is crucial to returning the the vehicles back to their pre-accident condition. Uh, If we don't do that, or we don't have the information to do that properly, the liability will fall directly onto the the shop. So in other words, it's our responsibility to get that data. And when that data is not available, we we need to work hard to find a solution. Therefore, a a good segue into the the good work that's being done by our uh, Washington, D.C. division. Data access, again, has been a topic of discussion for quite some time. And I I don't know if it's really appreciated just how much the information is important for things like calibration of the new advanced driver assist systems and and even the need for scan data to help assess collision damage. But what you say is true. Our Washington representative, Bob Redding, is at the tip of the spear when it comes to legislative efforts. And I know he's been doing a lot of good work in, in what has been a very challenging environment. But the recent veto of the New Hampshire legislation was a bit of a setback. How do you feel about that? That was a negative for all the efforts that that we've been trying to do and that Bob's doing. Just a setback, but we just move forward and keep going with the uh, challenges that we have at hand. The New Hampshire legislation had to do with OEM repair procedures. I know ASA supports the use of OEM repair procedures in the collision repair process. In your opinion, is that likely to grow within the industry, the recognition of the need for these? Yeah, there, there is no other repair procedure other than what the OEs are, you know, setting up for us. To keep up with the technology of today, how fast the OEM, the original equipment manufacturers, are making changes to the cars and the advancements of technology and so forth, we as collision repairers need to keep up with that. And if they don't give us the information on the new things that they're putting out there, we can't fix them properly. So it's a, it's a big challenge, big concern. It's been the focus of a lot of interest, certainly within the industry and absolutely within the Collision Operations Committee. But I know the Collision Operations Committee also undertakes several projects over the course of a a typical year that generally don't get a lot of attention. And I know one of them that we're just wrapping up is our paint color match study. Can you tell us a little bit about where that is and and what it's going to to do? 
Yeah, well, one of the challenges that this industry has had since the beginning of, I'd say, once after Henry Ford got done with his black, was to try to match the colors that the manufacturers are putting on the on the vehicles. Some of the colors are just very, very difficult to match. I mean, a hood might not match a fender right from the factory. So we have to figure out how to how to do those things. And one thing is to understand the procedure pages and how to interpret them to get properly paid for doing a color match. So there is a step missing tint versus blend and tint with blend. So that's something that our members are concerned about. And that's something that we're addressing. And we hope to have a position statement, uh, at the very least, an educational piece that we can share with our members. And the educational piece is important. I know a lot of times when the uh, collision shops run into these issues, it really has more to do with the lack of understanding or knowledge at the adjuster level from the insurance industry. Are these efforts that the COC is taking designed also to educate the insurance industry about the changing technology and the need for variations to what have been, you know, standard procedures for a number of years due to technology? Yeah, it's a very broad subject when we talk about what the insurance companies pay for and how the collision industry repairers deal with the insurance companies. It's a huge subject that we're lamenting right now, but it's very important to understand that typically corporate insurance versus the ground level insurance folks maybe have a disconnect. And we as the repairers have to navigate through that. So in other words, sometimes a position statement will come through from the insurance company and then we have to interpret that as a um, repair procedure or a, a method of being paid. And then when it makes it down to the ground level troops that um, are going into the shops representing the insurance companies, some of that message is lost. So it's important for us to keep educating our members on how to deal with those situations. And, you know, one of the great examples of that type of situation I know has been the scanning debate, the need for pre and post repair scans. Is the COC working on a position statement on that as well? When, when we talk about position statements and the insurance companies, you know, State Farm will always come to mind because they're the largest insurer in the United States for auto repair. So State Farm issued a position statement last year, 2019, and the COC has been working on that to come up with a education piece for our members to understand what State Farm is putting behind their position statement. The reason why we didn't go at this when it first came out was I felt that it was important for us to understand what was going on out in the field. So now that we have some months between us and the and the release of that, uh, we have a better understanding of what we feel is how State Farm is approaching it. So we're just going to educate our, our members. Plan to see that soon. You have a lot to get your arms around. The committee has a lot to get their arms around, and everyone's a volunteer, which we are eternally grateful for here at ASA National. But let's talk a little bit about 2020. How do you plan on attacking the myriad of issues that are out there? Do you do you focus on one or two? How are we going to proceed this year? That's a concern. There are so many things going on in the industry right now that, that you, there's no way you can tackle each issue, let alone even understand each issue. So I've narrowed down three issues that we really want to address this year, and that is data access, autonomous vehicles, and data privacy. If we can make some headways with that and help our members to understand those subjects and understand what the ramifications and what type of opportunities come along with those issues, I think that's better for the the industry as a whole. 
And a lot of times I know some of these uh, topics tend to overlap. Actually, the three you mentioned, data access, autonomous vehicles, and data privacy, have also been at the front of mind of the Mechanical Operations Committee. Now, ESA was recently represented at the uh, Right to Repair hearing in Boston, I think back on January 13th. Our Executive Director, Ray Fisher, provided input to the legislators on repair industry needs uh, for information and data access. Do the concerns for data access and information for the collision repair members of ASA, are they very similar to the Mechanical Operations Committee, or are there some fundamental differences in need? No, I I think that all in all, it is the same thing. There's a lot of overlap between the mechanical ops and the collision ops. Uh, There's a lot of mechanical operations that we need to do as collision repairs in the uh, repair process. So what they need to understand is the same thing that we need to understand moving forward. Well, Mike, this has been great. Thanks for the update for today, and uh, we'll look forward to having more of them. Any final thoughts before we sign off? First of all, thanks for uh, having me on the the podcast. And uh, second, everybody just keep plugging away. There's a lot to do. There's a lot on our plate. One piece at a time. We can get it done. That's great advice. Mike, I want to thank you for your time today. We've been talking with Mike Lavasser, Director of Business Development at Caliber Collision and the ASA Collision Division Director with an update on the Collision Operations Committee recent activities. Thanks again, Mike. Have a great day. Thanks, Tony. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoyed this special podcast and would like to hear more, we'll have a new one every other month. You can hear them by logging on to your ASA member account. If you're not currently an ASA member and are listening to this podcast, we invite you to become part of the ASA family. For everything you need to become an ASA member, just visit our website at www.asashop.org. That's A-S-A-S-H-O-P dot O-R-G. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.